0: Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. We have Kickstarter for you for March 8th. That's 3-8. Dark Disney March. Dark
1: Disney. hope you enjoyed the return to all us as much as we did. It was fantastic.
0: A lot returned to all Dude, that fucking conversation was ridiculously fun. Oh, yeah. I think it might be energy-wise is probably that we, we had a moment where I think that was one of the few episodes too, not unlike the, the, the end episode where we just kind of like let it, we just kind of stumbled onto a conversation that we really didn't have ahead of time. And then we're like, Whoa. And uh, we found ourselves bringing up points to the movie that both of us are going, Oh my God. Yeah. We're, I mean, truly, we, had, we didn't talk much about the movie before we started.
1: No, but we came out guns blazing
0: in that episode, man. But man, we had a lot of fun with that one. We just recorded this Thursday's episode which is again, it's available on Disney Plus. So when we were not gonna give you any preview on that. The only preview you're gonna get is like I said, Something Wicked This Big Comes is our last movie of the month. So find yourself a way of viewing that soon. I, I tried, by the way, I took a peek at that YouTube one. It's not bad. No, I looked at it. I don't want to watch it that way. But no. And but get <laughs> the DVD, man. It's 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 proper aspect ratio and and <laughs> it'll make me happy if you tell me you at least did it. Lie to me. Lie to me. Tell me. Lie to me. It me you didn't watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Lie to me, or I'm leaving. We're going right at it, man. Because I've got two things that I've I've just had bubbling on the surface. I keep forgetting to bring up, and uh, one of them is is something I've been deep diving in with with the kid. And you've got two things. One that pretty much represents uh, a big part of our musical journey uh, when we were younger, as well as one of them, one of our first or Introdu- like one of our first movies as we're turning into adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for by sure. age anyway. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to kick it right off by the, the number. bat. You know how much we love Arrow. We talk about Arrow a lot, and Arrow has been more along the lines of shout, but a little more on the edgier genre pieces. And uh, they actually have a Criterion Channel type thing called Arrow Player. It's available on almost every device out there, iOS, Android, Apple TV. You can even log in and watch these things on a computer as well. You can just use a standard browser. And what's cool is it's, you know, they have a whole slew of things and and not unlike Shout TV, for instance, or Criterion Channel. They have all the movies right there. A lot of the stuff that you've, you, if you're geographically challenged or financially challenged, you can't get some of these things like, The brand newly released Gamera box sets, the full collections are right here. Now, granted they're just the movie versions and not all the, you don't get all the extras, but what's cool, this is something I found unique to their page. Even Criterion doesn't do this because Criterion mostly has all their extras that are on their optical releases. You do have a pathway to click, to purchase the digital deluxe versions. Again, I know a lot of people that are Arrow loyalists They have optical discs anyway. But this gives you a chance, again, if you're not, if you're in Europe or something, like our, our friend in Spain, he might have a difficulty. He or she might have difficulty getting these movies because it's too expensive to ship to them. Who knows? But this gives them an opportunity if they use a virtual VPN to say they're in America and they can get some of these that subscribe to one of these services. Great stuff. The images look great. Mostly it's 1080p. You can knock it down to 720p if, if you're having some trouble with your bandwidth. But dude, they have everything for, like they have a whole 70 section of genre of the original Hills Have Eyes and Beyond the Door, Deep Red. I mean, there's there is hundreds and hundreds of movies at your fingertips ready to be watched. A Season of the Witch from George Romero. There's a ton of things available to you. If that's a little too much of a deep dive for you, like I mentioned, the gamma stuff in there. There's midnight movies in there that are kind of uh, questionable content from when we were uh, in our youth, like the swinging cheerleaders. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I do. There is a whole bunch of everything in here. Lots of wonderful things that you can discover for the first time or rediscover after decades. It's a great thing, and it's only 5 bucks a month. It's actually cheaper than Shudder now because Shudder went up to $5.99 a month, so this is $4.99 a month. I got reminded about it uh, because I was on the trial for a short while and then the subscription kicked in and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? I've just been so focused on the Gamera movies. I forgot to watch some of this other stuff and there's lots of great stuff in there. So again, if you're looking it up on a browser, it's arrow-player.com or if you're on one of those devices I mentioned before and either in the Google play store and or in the app store from Apple or Apple TV, same thing. It's aero TV.
1: I think it's just aero TV.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit different or maybe it's aero player. I don't recall. I should probably know it since I'm, since I'm pointing it out.
1: <laughs> I just know that it's, I mean, I, I just refer to it as aero on my Samsung TV. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, I'm not sure what it is on Apple cause I didn't get it from Apple, but yeah. Yeah. No,
0: dude, that's cool. It's good shit. Anyway. So there you go. Check that out. Aero player, aero TV. Aero TV. Aero TV. There's so much stuff on there, dude. I mean, and
1: if, if you made me pick between that and shutter, duh.
0: And it's not the dollar. <laughs> it's
1: not the dollar that's doing it. I want to start with, uh, and this is going to be, I know we always talk about limited editions, but this is really <laughs> limited. Yeah, I think so. so limited. I'm not even going to try to get it, but I just want to throw it out there and make you guys aware of it. It is the Wu-Tang Clan Legacy. It is The biggest and rarest book in the history of hip hop, according to them, Uh, and it sounds like it. And and after reading this description, I'm like, good God, what, 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 how would, dude? Here, the book's free. You just pay for the shipping. Well, the book weighs 400 pounds. (laughs) That's all. That's all. You know. And there's only 36. They're making 36. Of course they are. Uh, And if you know anything about the Wu-Tang Clan, you know why.
0: You'll know the significance of the 36.
1: You'll know the significance of the 36. Absolutely. But man, how crazy is this? I mean, this thing is beautiful. And Corey, you're going to pop the links for this into the show notes, right? I mean, I I don't even want to try to describe this, uh, but there's a video. I mean, this thing is... Man, I'm I'm kind of sitting here drooling over the fact that I'm never going to be able to own one, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, but man, for those 36 people that get it, what a brilliant! I mean, it's a it, here. I'm just going to give you it strictly limited edition. 36 giant hardback coffee table books, each encased in a striking bronze encrusted black steel chamber. Each edition is signed, dated, and numbered with certificates of authenticity provided only 36 are available worldwide. That's 36, not 3,600, not 36,000, 36, the number between 35 and 37. (laughs) So, like I said, (laughs) if you get one, I got to send me pictures. I'm just looking through this and, uh, the the you know you're there's photo i mean and, and you're like me Corey i mean you know i've been into Wu-Tang, wu-tang clan since i was you know in my early 20s and you know we kind of grew up with they're the same age as us you know we're, right. we're all the same we're all we're all 50-ish but man this book good god dude and it's beautiful have you uh, have you had a chance to peep that video yeah that youtube video <laughs> good god dude is that thing beautiful or what
0: it's if when you first see it you're like this isn't that's real. That's a book, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: It looks like a it looks like something they would make for a movie, <laughs>
0: like right. For, for somebody that's seen enough Kickstarter videos where there's lots of uh, right? CG in the box, kind of demos, I'm like, well, that's not real. That's like somebody's CAD drawing. It doesn't. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's real. When I start reading the breakdown of it, in like you mentioned, it's it's 400 pounds and it's made of steel and bronze. And right. they're printing it in Italy. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, these kinds of books, when they're mass produced, they're not printed in Italy, man. No. They're printed in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. You know, they're printed in places where they're making so many of I them. Mean, even when they get a discount, that's what you're getting. Now, this motherfucker is 21 inches by 21 inches. So not only, I mean, you already again, you know what 400 pounds of steel and bronze sounds like. But when you see it, and you and you see how what it looks like when you watch the video, like, and then comprehend that that weighs four hundred pounds, right? I mean, how are you gonna? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, where do you put it first of all? Right. <laughs> and how do you move it?
0: Right. You're. I mean, if, if you're gonna afford to whatever this ends up costing, by the way, because they're not saying you're anything. right. Yeah. No. No. no totally. <laughs> Sign up to figure out how to yeah. get it. Yeah. And can you imagine though? There's 36, and, and I think anybody in their, in their right mind know they have no intentions or even the financial capability of buying it. But can you no. imagine what that newsletter looks like right now, what that mailing list is going to look like? Because everybody wants to know how much is this thing going to sell for. Right. So my take is also, if you don't already follow Wu-Tang Clan on Instagram, I got to think this would be a good time to start following them. If you're yeah, into well, yeah, with the thing we're talking about. And it is just Wu-Tang Clan. It's just all one word on it.
1: It's because they, nothing to fuck with.
0: Right. <laughs> so follow them. And it's going to be, and you know, so it's just going to be a, they're going to be posting all 36 of them because here's the thing. There's only going to be 36 and you know, every single person is going to be posting and hashtagging it. Right. This is like the golden ticket, man, from,
1: uh, <laughs> from Charlie, the Chaga. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think just no. I think it's no accident that how the bronze looks very gold-like. They really made sure the yeah, bronze man. looked more golden than more bronzy, right? And again, if it, it tied in with Wu Tang, it makes sense because their logo has always been bronze on black. So
1: yeah, I mean, and it's beautiful, man. That video is wild. Right. I saw it this morning. I immediately sent it to you. I was like, holy shit. I was like, well, know what I'm gonna kind of talk about today, and I'm not telling anybody. You know, I I, there, there's no delusions of grandeur here. (laughs) I'm not even attempting to buy this. Oh, you know, I'm not mortgaging my house or anything else. I I just am more curious, and being a fan, uh, I just want to see it. I just want to see what this thing, and you know, this, what you get to see, this sneak peek is, it's pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine though, again, because we, I noted already that it it was printed and bound and I didn't mention it was bound, but bound in Italy also. And it, that's another part of it too. It isn't just the weight of this and the limited aspect of it. They're using extremely fine Italian leather on the bound, on the book binding too. It's like, it's, this is one of those books that even if they mass produced it with the quality, let's ignore the 400 pound steel and bronze <laughs> exterior. This book would probably be like several hundred dollars anyway, without all the, uh, the accoutrement that makes it extra special. And I don't mean just the limited aspect of it, but you mass produce 25 or even just say 10,000 of these, it's going to be four or $500 just by the way it's being described to us, just the book alone. I mean, it's also oversized. I mean, 21 by 21 is also a very unique size, too. At first, I thought maybe when I, before I cracked it open, uh, the link that you sent me, I thought maybe it was going to be 12 by 12, you know, kind of to represent, you know, an LP shape, you know, size. Right. So where you could put it up on a shelf if you were to take the book out and leave that monstrosity somewhere on a pallet with a pallet jack <laughs> so you can move it around. I didn't, by the way, I didn't hesitate. Just signed up for the newsletter. <laughs> I mean, right, I immediately me signed up for it. You shot me the note at like 6.30 in the morning. And I, put, and I stopped and I'm like, all right, I'm going to put my glasses on and read this. Because if you're sending me a link at 30 in the morning and it's not just some DVD announcement, <laughs> it's got to be something special. Yeah, man. Dude, yeah, I would have waited if it wasn't. Yeah, it's pretty fucking badass. And again, our description can't possibly do it justice. The video, even when you see the video, you kind of know when it comes around to it, it's those 36 owners in the very near future are going to be showing photos of this. And you're not going to be jealous because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, you're not going to spend the money that they're going to spend <laughs> to buy this thing. Right. It's uh it's not like when you, when you have friends that have a lot of success, you can live your, <laughs> live life vicariously through their, you know, through their journey. That's what this is going to be like. And I think it's going to be truly, I kind of think this book comes out in some form later. And I think, that's another reason why they have the, they have the newsletter. Cause if they end up getting 50, 60,000 people signing up for the email, they're going to probably turn around and make a book, but not nearly obviously without all the the limited aspect of it, maybe 10,000 of, or maybe a thousand of them because you know, they'll already have the book fully laid out. It's just a matter of, how you print it and, and what you print it with and where it's all done. And, uh, you know, also leaving out the 400 pounds steel and bronze structure that surrounds it. Right. I can, I get see this coming around at some point along the way because they didn't have to put the whole newsletter. They didn't have to do that aspect of it's clearly in my opinion. Anyway, they're gathering Intel and see who many people are interested beyond the 36 that are going to be, well, you know, it's going to be a bunch of rich people for one and a lot of celebrities. So there's lots of celebrities out there that are big Wu-Tang fans. Like, I mean, if Quentin Tarantino was on was on a, was on social media, he'd be the first one. He's getting one of the 36.
1: Oh yeah. Of course he is. We should take a poll. <laughs> and who
0: who do we think will 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 be the people getting the 36? You know what? I think it's gonna be more fun to find out the people we're gonna be surprised at that get it.
1: Yeah. Do you know what here's the thing? I wanna know like Jeff Bridges has got one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or uh no, I, you know, whatever. I, it, yeah, it, that's going to be part of the fun is find out, you know, who got these things. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, super, super fun. You know, it was just kind of saw it this morning. It kind of was a mind bender. I wasn't sure if I was, you know, dreaming or if I was reading it correctly or, right. you know, I, like, like you said, I, I had to put my glasses on just to like, you know, I was blurry eyed and I'm like, what does that say? 36, right. 400 pounds what the fuck yeah man the book's free just pay for shipping and that's not true by the way i just keep saying it's a joke <laughs> but yeah man it's super cool yeah that that's that's my first uh that's my first kick of the week there
0: yeah, if and, you will and that's also we should also talk about that this isn't um this isn't the first time wu-tang has done something really really special right no right back in 2015 they did a major auction for the Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, the one and only copy of this hard album. copy, yeah. It's is it, "How much did it end up selling for?" Do you remember how much it went for?
1: I don't know off the top of my head, man. I'd have I think, to, think it was like, know, like a million, didn't it. it? Yeah, something sick like that, man. Yeah,
0: and only one guy. The the thing that upset a lot of people was the fucking douche that bought it. Right, right. The pharmaceutical executive, you know, the one that that gouges, you know, AIDS and cancer patients for, you know, for a $13 pill and charging 750 bucks for it. This is the guy. This is the guy that bought that. Right. Now I got it. I can't, I kind I, I of think at the time. Think he's getting a book? <laughs> Jeez. I think <laughs> what's going to happen is I think, I think everybody in wu Tang's going to be like, fuck that guy. He's not getting, he's not getting a sniff at this book. If we, if we see his name or, or this the address that going anywhere near where this guy got the album, then fuck him. He can't have it. I, the, you know, the thing about Wu-Tang is they've always been about the people, you know, they've always been about the people. And in the, no, the Iron not I kind of think that, and I never really dug into it. I kind of think the guys at Wu-Tang are like, fuck this guy. Right. You know? I would think. Yeah. The guy was a, the, the, what the hell was his name? It's Is it it's Shrelly or something like that? Some he, Shrelly? He's a... He's such a dick. And he was like, this is the kind of guy he was. He goes, he was like, he said, I was a little worried that they were going to walk out on the deal of Wu-Tang not wanting to sell it to him. And I'm like, what does that say about you? And it's it's bad enough if you're fucking Dr. Evil, right? It's bad enough if you're Dr. Evil and you don't think you're doing anything wrong. But you have this notoriety to the point where you verbalize the fact that I thought they were going to renege on this because of my reputation. Right? What does that say? Anyway, I got to bet that Martin here, this little douchebag, isn't going to get one of the 36. And if he ends up on the list of one of the 36, he ain't getting one. Fuck him. Anyway. Asshole. Anyway, Wu-Tang legend, (laughs) Legacy, excuse me. Fuck. Wu-Tang Legacy.
1: Boom. God.
0: All right. Uh, You guys have heard me talk a bit here and there about how much, you know, how often my son and I watch movies together and watch TV together and have long conversations about them. And one of these days, some of those conversations that we've recorded, yes, we did, you know, being a little filler here and there. When you finally go back on location again, and sometimes we, we get a geograf- geographically challenged and unable to record. I might throw some of that Joey and daddy goodness out there, but he and I have been watching lots of movies and talking about sound design Now, it looks like because that's such a big part of my career and uh, my path where I'm at now, and I still do a lot of sound design, which you actually have heard here and there on the show. um, There's a great YouTube channel called In Depth Sound Design. Now, if you've seen like film essays and things like that on YouTube, this is a lot like that, except for it's very specific to sound design. And what the creator, Mike James Gallagher, who's also a sound designer himself, he's a working professional does as he speaks to other sound designers and they'll break down certain things. Like he spent time with Ben Burt in three different episodes talking about Jedi empire and star Wars, but then he'll spend uh, 15 to 20 minutes talking about venom and the sound design for the voice of venom and how they, how they treated the voice with Will files, the one of the, the supervising sound editors. It's fucking great. And when you're looking at the web uh, on the YouTube, if you they have the main image going on on the, the right side of the screen, and on the left side is a column with timestamps. And what's rad is if they're very specific about what they're talking about in each of those sections. And some of them even go as far as it'd be to talk about the very specific plugins and effects that they use. Now, if you're somebody like me that is very familiar with the effects, you it's cool you can see the breakdown and you can jump to them those moments specifically to hear those things and what's neat is they they spend the time to isolate those sounds and then they end it with a final mix it's really cool cuz it's not always just it's not just a film essay where the person that edited together is giving you his two cents with some trivia in there these are those working sound designers that created this these worlds and breaking down exactly how they got there These aren't commentaries you pulled from DVDs and Blu-rays and laser discs sometimes. No, you know, Mike has a connection to the industry because he lives here in Los Angeles and he knows these guys and he meets them at at bake-offs and things like that and other industry um, gatherings. Not so much in the last year, but that doesn't matter. This This is a channel that if you have any interest in sound design or even being a filmmaker and don't understand the importance or how you think you understand the importance of sound when it comes to, to to feature films and television, this is a site for you. Now he also has a Patreon page where he offers all the stuff that you find on YouTube, but he gives them basically about a month in advance, but sometimes he has some Patreon exclusives too, but his stuff is so good. And I've been, you know, it's been really cool watching that and it sparked a lot of conversations with Joey and I and, I think this is where he wants to go. I think this is the kind of thing he wants to do. And I think Mike's page in depth sound design has really helped kind of build that uh, idea in his head. Not that it's easy, but the fact that he can just sit there and see how creative you can be using all these tools that are really made for making music and how they can use them in creating these worlds that are, well, he doesn't use any other word but unworldly, you know, out of this world, like, and it's, and I'm, fucking wonderful stuff i'll include it in the show notes i clean include links to his patreon to his youtube and also to his twitter page even though we're not on twitter anymore he puts some great stuff up there uh and also lots of links to other content creators that are in the sound realm that can help you educate you or help just fucking entertain you because that's what they are because they're all so good anyway that's it nice in-depth sound design Really great stuff. And I hope you have a chance to check it out because the guy does some wonderful work. And like I said, if you have any, and and, and, you know, he's done, he's done a couple of uh, things that you worked on too. I mean, he, he covered social networks. So it's not always Star Wars and, and superhero related stuff. Right. Or Toy Story. He goes over, he'll cover a lot of things. He cover, oh man, dude, this was like one of my favorite ones that I, I haven't gotten to with Joe yet, but Panic Room was one of them. Also Fight Club. The car crash scene. Oh yeah. Angel getting his ass beat in the basement. That's brutal. That whole thing. And it, all it is is just it's three and a half, four minutes of them talking about the punch. The sound that, that that the punch sound that they created. It's fucking rad. You always hear about the sound design. Oh yeah, it's an elephant, this and this is that. And to see the layers of some of the stuff they do, I'm like even experienced um sound creator and sound designer like I am. I was like fuck that's ingenious and some of the stuff they've done. What's great now is dude, if you got yourself a a laptop that's maybe even as little as 4 or 5 years old, you can be doing this for your own little projects for YouTube and it's fucking amazing, dude. It's so neat. Anyway, very inspiring and it's really got me back into be more creative with my sound design and you you guys are going to reap the rewards of it too. Cause like you're going to start hearing some more fun stuff on the show because of it. So there you go. In-depth sound design, check it out. Boom in depth.
1: So last thing I'm going to talk about here is imprint number 35. Yay. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, that's from imprint films. And I believe that <laughs> is their 35th release is Joe Pitka's underappreciated masterpiece. Let It Ride, starring Richard Dreyfus, David Johansson, and others. And others. And others. I mean, I could go on, but who cares? If you've seen the movie, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the movie, then you should, because it's a movie, I, again, like you said, you know, it came out I was 19. It came out in the summer. Of, you know, and at this point, I mean, if, if I didn't discover something on VHS, I was still going to the film. But I was, you know, where I grew up. During the summer, you know, we got the big summer movies. And that summer was Batman, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Ghostbusters 2. I mean, so 1989, this, this film dropped in the... And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But my friend worked at a movie theater, and he's like, "Dude, you got to check this out. We previewed it last night. We just ran to make sure that you know there, everything was fine." He's like, "You're gonna totally dig this." So, you know, me and some friends went and saw it, and dude, it, this this movie's so damn fun. To me, it, play, it plays better for me now as a grown-up having more life experience than it did. It's like. The experience is totally different seeing it when you're 19 as opposed to seeing it when you're 50. <laughs> yeah. Because you just got a lot especially this movie because you got a lot more in common with the characters in this movie at 50. Hopefully not too much in common otherwise you're screwed. But what a great movie, man. Imprint is they put out good stuff. I think this is I think this is the first uh it's, it's initial release on Blu-ray. I don't think anybody else has a there's no there's not a Blu-ray. By any other companies. This is not, you know, this is not imprint taking a stab at what somebody's already done. This is it. Right. it it's got that original poster on it. I think I'm not sure if that's the original poster or if that's a secondary uh poster, the one where Dreyfus is uh r- rolled over on the dollar sign, riding like a rocket horse.
0: <laughs> For some reason, that feels like because I let it ride, it's inside the sleeve. I mean, the, the sleeve itself is the one with the with them on the dollar sign and the actual that's the 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 one sheet is what in the VHS box. That's what that is on the actual disc itself. Right.
1: I think this him writing the dollar sign, I think that's the actual original one sheet poster.
0: Is it? Because I, I do recall seeing it, but I thought I mean you saw it like in the end, the calendar section. I don't I don't recall necessarily seeing it. Because you know what it was? I recall seeing it there, but definitely when I didn't really pay much attention to the movie like until I hit VHS.
1: Right. I mean, it came out in August, I think, you know, at the end of summer. It was one of those movies that you know how they do. Well, they used to do it. Now they You know, it gets (laughs) earlier, they keep, you know, they release blockbusters, they start in February now, and they go all the way up until the end of September. But back in the 80s, and even up until, I want to say like, you know, just maybe like five or six years ago, August was a dumping ground for films they didn't know what to do with. And this was no different, because, you know, at this point, Dreyfus wasn't a big big box office straw. And Joe Pickett was a commercial director. Right. Uh, you know, David Johansson, Terry Garr and Jennifer Tilly. Uh, you know, Terry Garr, probably, you know, people love Terry Garr, and she, but she wasn't a big star. This is Jennifer Tilly. This is, you know, before Bound. So this is this movie that got tossed in that. You're like, oh, we got to release it. Let's dump it in August <laughs> after all these big summer movies had come out. But man, this might be, if I had to watch, pick a movie to watch from that summer right now, I might pick this one over those others only because I've seen those others so many times. And, you know, I don't get the same feeling of nostalgia when I watch those other movies now as I did when I watched this not too long ago. So uh, yeah, super happy that this is coming out on the 31st of March. I think it's being released with on the same day as like breakdown, like there's six movies total from. uh... So my question is, is this 35 and breakdown is 34 or are those six just imprint number 35? <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm number one. I'm a free man. It's like the prisoner.
0: <laughs> I am number 35. Yeah. Cause breakdown came with the previous set where we talked about was black Sunday, bad news bears, the apostle that, that grouping. We talked about that post super bowl special, right? I don't know. Cause they don't put the numbers on this one. And I, and I know that the, the letter ride set came announced was announced in December. I think that was right. Right. With regarding Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Scarface with Paul Muni, maybe. Right. right. Uh, Mothman Prophecies was another one. Uh, timeline. Right. So that was, yeah. Oh, time. Right. Right. What's funny is on, you see it on their website. They kind of put the, you know, they they reiterate the stamping, you know, this is release 35. That's release 36. They don't do it on Instagram for some reason. Right. Like when you're looking at the releases, oh my God, I don't know why they don't specify. and They don't hashtag it. They don't put it in the text, which is like weird. I don't understand why they don't do that because it's right there. And if that's kind of their branding, right? Their branding is like that. Yeah. Here's number 35. Here's number 34.
1: Yeah. It's very similar to, to the Shout Select, right. you know, with the numbered releases, but right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, if, you look if you like fun, kind of uh, non-traditional sort of sub-genre films, yeah. then check this out because it's a, it's a good one.
0: There was a period of time that between 87 and 91 where Dreyfus was doing a kind of movie that you ex- not expected from him, but that he just excelled at. And he really, you tell he had a great time making them. So you starting off in that grouping, you're looking at not 10 minutes so much, but Stakeout. I think Stakeout's kind of where it started, oh, right? Stakeout down in that Beverly Hills. Then moving over, over Parador. And then let a ride hit next. Although I got to say, dude, I do really love 10 men. No, I do too. I I just, I'm just talking about the tone amidst all that. Then, you know, he has his reunion with Spielberg again, for this is their third movie together, right? Always was their third, right? Jaws, Uh, Close Encounters, and Always. Right. With, with, uh, with the adorable Holly Hunter. Gosh, if you didn't follow Holly Hunter in this movie, (laughs) right? With Always. And then fast forward to once around when they have, they have their reunion. And then you get to what about Bob? And I think that's when it stopped. <laughs> what about Bob's kind of where it yeah, ended? right. But you're right, For dude. Like, right? Th- He's a good run, dude. That was like his second run or third run. Either. Yeah. And I, th- and honestly, I think Let It Ride got overshadowed by the fact that Always was coming. Because in time, that 89, man, Spielberg movie was coming. You knew about that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Let It Ride didn't really get that kind of garnish, that kind of media attention. And of course, at that time, media attention was limited to the major networks and newspapers. They didn't do much else. No. Wedge it into an episode of entertainment.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I, I feel like maybe, you know, I, like I said, I saw the movie because my friend worked in the theater and they, then they ran the print, you know, because it was the thing they used to do. The right? check. They'd run the print the night yeah. before, make sure it would play, you know, they weren't going to have any issues the next day. And, you know, so that's how I saw it because otherwise it wasn't like it was a big movie that was like, no. they, they weren't spending a lot on advertising no. <laughs> for on television. You know, and there were but giant, weren't giant billboards for "Let It Ride" no. <laughs> that summer,
0: and, but it's wonderful. And it, yeah, and the group of movies, dude, it's probably my favorite of the movies we just talked about. Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe because it was a surprise to me. I don't know. Right, I didn't, I didn't,
1: I didn't know what to expect going in. And right. it's funny because uh, there was a point. I feel like did it come out? Did this movie come out kind of in the same time frame as um, another racehorse movie, "Hot to Trot"? <laughs>
0: Because I feel like sometimes people mix them up. See, this came out in late August. It came out, and Hot to Trot was a year before, right? It came out in '88. Okay, and came out in the same, almost the same time. Year to date of August 26th, '88. So, man, I don't know, man. That's an interesting double bill, by the way. That's a fun.
1: Yeah, if you, I mean, <laughs> look, you want to pair some movies? Here's you pair those two, and if you need a triple feature, throw in Blake Edwards. It's a fine mess. Oh
0: man. See all sides of of the horse trade, horse racing game, right there. That's right, all three sides. And a fine mess is, is is worth watching just for the you know just for the mulligan moment.
1: Absolutely, I'm not <laughs> I'm not harping. I like it.
0: No, no, it's wonderful. I did that. Is a actually pretty stellar triple bill. Come on, man, you gave Bobcat yeah. and Dabney Coleman and John Cannon.
1: Bobcat, Dabney Coleman, Howie Mandel, Ted Danson, Dreyfus. There's a lot to like there. Yep. Something for everyone. Something for everyone. God, you're fully right. covered. Fully covered. Now you know what you're doing this weekend.
0: Lots of tasty stuff. Future of optical releases. Immediate streaming content. Yeah, you guys are good. You guys got some stuff to watch. Books and sculptures and. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're like, you know, people like to go on Zillow, right, and look at this is look, an art show, man. Look, look at, hundred million dollar houses. That's what the that, that's what the, the Wu ting legacy. Book is that's what that is. It literally is yes. this, a version of Zillow searching for houses you can never buy, but you're just interested. Cool. All right. Well, like I said, don't forget to, uh, for this Thursday we have number two in our Dark Disney coverage. If you're on Patreon, you're gonna get that motherfucker tonight. Midnight. Scope that stuff, man.
1: Midnight at the Oasis. Oh man. Oh wait, that's another thing. That's something else.
0: So if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Cope. If you want to support us on Patreon and get that episode early on a Tuesday midnight morning, what the fuck do we want to call it? Whatever it is. You can reach us at patreon.com slash KITG podcast. Thank you, Patreon supporters.
1: Patreon supporters already know this, but for the rest of you, if you'd like to follow me at Letterboxd, you can follow me at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Tom Cody. Tom Cody. Tom Cody. Tom Cody. Tom Cody. Cool, man. All right. Awesome. I'm going to go out and clean up better than donkeys before it gets dark. Donkeys.